Chapter 2. Break Him In Crime Time's first European tour was no walk in the park. I am thankful for the experience, but it wasn't easy. I had to make my brain work overtime in order to outsmart the system and a brutal tradition. Now, what do you mean by outsmart? Don't worry, I'll get to that. First, let's talk about a tradition that's been passed down from generation to generation in the wrestling business and has terrorized countless young up-and-comers. After a show on an overseas tour, it is non-stop bottoms up on the tour bus. Take it easy, Pat. I mean drinking and plenty of it. Before Shad and I even got to Europe, we were warned by numerous peers and told plenty of horror stories about how rough it is for the new guys. And we were new guys. On a wrestler's first international tour, guys who want to get in good with the boys consume a lot of alcohol. I mean a ridiculous amount. I mean an amount so huge, it will make college fraternities say, damn guys, slow down. I'm not talking a few beers. I'm talking about a few cases. The majority of the time we spent on those tours was on the buses traveling from city to city. After a show, we would usually be on the bus for sometimes five to eight hours before we even got to the hotel. During those times on the bus, talent bonded with each other more than ever. Just like in high school, all the cool kids would sit in the back of the bus, blasting music, having sing-alongs, karaoke contests, telling stories, playing cards, and even conducting rap battles. Some of my best memories working with the WWE were traveling on those long bus rides with my fellow superstars headed to the next town. It was all fun and dandy until it came time to drinking. Let me let you in on a little secret about JTG. I cannot handle my liquor. After two beers, I am done. When I go to a bar or a restaurant, I usually look for the fruitiest drink on the menu, aka the one with the least alcohol. That alone got me major heat with the boys, but I didn't care. Amaretto sours, daiquiris, and pina coladas are my poison of choice, and I'm not ashamed of it. So don't you dare judge me. I didn't write this book for you to judge me. Anyway, today I've upgraded the cider beers. So if you see me at the bar, toss your boy Angry Orchard. Anyway, preparing for this first international tour was very stressful. I knew I was a two-beer queer. Again, I said take it easy, Pat. I had no idea how I was going to make it off those bus rides alive. My buddy Haz, a.k.a. Armando Alejandro Estrada, knew me very well. He loved me like a little brother, but he couldn't wait for me to get my shit fucked up. I remember him specifically telling me in the locker room at our first show in Europe, Ooh, I can't wait for them to fuck your shit up. I hope you got a box of Kleenex for your liver because it's going to be crying in the morning, you cocksucker. Another one of my peers, Rory from the Highlanders, described his first tour to me. Jay, I'm a drinker and I can handle my liquor, but I drank so much on my first bus ride. I got no sleep when I got to my hotel room because I was up all night puking. Good luck, pal. Now, my tag team partner, Shad, he was game. He couldn't wait. He needed this more than ever to get in good with the boys. Shad can handle his liquor. I partied enough with him to know that. Shad was so confident, he started bragging. I, on the other hand, was quiet. Very, very quiet. Now, how did I outsmart the system? I knew damn well that I would limp over and die if I drank multiple cases of beer but I had to make it look like I drank multiple cases of beer. So I said to myself, self, 
how are we going to pull this off? Self said, well, Jay, why don't you take your WWE carry-on bag with you on the bus? It will blend right in. Stuff it with nothing but hotel towels and keep it right by your feet. Drink a little bit, and when nobody's looking, pour the beer into the bag. The towels will soak it right up. Thanks, self. No problem, Jay. Now, if I got caught doing this, merely saying I would have gotten heat would be a massive understatement. The locker room would have skinned me alive. It would have been very detrimental to my career and most likely sentenced me to wrestler's court. And I would have gotten the book thrown at me. Several books. Thick, heavy, hardcover books. But I had no choice. I was either going to risk going to wrestler's court or start looking for a new live on the black market. On our first bus ride, I was sweating bullets. But I had to stick to my plan. As the hours went by, Bottle after bottle was being passed to Shad and I by our colleagues, and also by the champ himself. Like everyone else, we had to drink them. Heat 101. If a vet or a top guy offers you a beer, 